Blog Talk Radio. Matchmaker podcast where we talk about all things love, light, and how to live your best life ever, ever. This show today is for the single men out there, and I'm so excited for this conversation. And if you love this podcast, please consider rating it and reviewing it on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. So, hey, you guys, today is April Fool's. Yes, although, so I have a little fun um, trivia here and some info on April Fool's. Although April Fool's Day, also called All Fool's Day, has been celebrated for several centuries by different cultures, its exact origins remain a mystery. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar as called for by the Council of Trent in 1563. People who were slow to get the news or failed to recognize the start of the new year had moved to January 1st and continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1st became the butt of jokes and hoaxes. These pranks included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as poisson d'avril, April fish, said to symbolize a young, easily caught fish at a gullible person. There were some uh, funny things that that, uh, people did over the years. In 1957, the BBC reported that Swiss farmers were experiencing a record spaghetti crop and showed footage of people harvesting noodles from trees. Numerous viewers were fooled. In 1985, Sports Illustrated tricked many of its readers when it ran a made-up article about a rookie pitcher named Sid Finch who could throw a fastball over 168 miles per hour. And then on April 1st, 1992, maybe some of you remember this, National Public Radio's Talk of the Nation revealed that Richard Nixon, in a surprise move, was running for president again. His new campaign slogan was, I didn't do anything wrong, and I won't do it again, accompanying this announcement were audio clips of Nixon delivering his candidacy speech. Listeners responded viscerally to the announcement, flooding the show with calls, expressing shock and outrage. Only during the second half of the show did host John Hockenberry reveal that the announcement was a practical joke. Nixon's voice was impersonated by the one and only comedian Rich Little. And then in 1996, Taco Bell, the fast food restaurant chain, duped people when it announced it had agreed to purchase Philadelphia's Liberty Bell and intended to rename it the Taco Liberty Bell in 1998 after, (laughs) and then in 1998 after Burger King advertises advertised a left-handed Whopper, scores of clueless customers requested the fake sandwich. So anyway, get out there and have some fun, maybe pull a prank on somebody. But you know what? Dating is no joke. 
I'll tell you that. And I have been matchmaking for 17 years, have a lot of marriages under my belt, but there are a lot of people confused and struggling out there. And you guys, I know that you want to find somebody special. You want to find your soulmate. And um, I've been seeing a lot of snafus and things that you can improve improve on. And I have a wonderful, amazing dating coach that I've been working with for years. Her name is Julie Hawley, and she's going to help us today. Otherwise known as the mate doctor, Julie Hawley is a seasoned relationship coach utilizing a unique combination of skilled trainings, a touch of astrology and numerology. Worry about the woo-woo, you guys. This stuff works. She's great. She tunes in. Photo energy readings, a good dose of practical intuition, and she has had a lifetime uh, of training. She is phenomenal. She's undergone countless certification programs, as well as studied under Tony Robbins, Landmark Education, PSI, NLP, Debbie Ford's Shadow Work, Mama Gina, Access Consciousness, all of these things that have, have honed Julie into the best coach that I know. Her most popular coaching style is what she calls breakthrough coaching, uncovering your stuck points and creating with you results that allow you to have a new way to experience your love relationships. And I'm going to bring her on right now. Hi, Marla. I'm so happy to have you here. This is going to be so much fun. So, <laughs> thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, you know what I thought we would talk about today is that A to Z from the time the guy, before he leaves the house, to go on that date with the first date with a new woman until he says goodbye to her at the door. Because we recently we had a client that we've been working with together, and he has not dated in quite a few years since his divorce. Um, felt a little awkward, has been spending a lot of time alone, and really needed to know what to do to make that good impression. Um, he was not really engaging on the date, wasn't asking questions, wasn't, there was a lot of things that he could have done better. And um, even if a guy is out there dating, I see that they miss a lot of these points. So I thought it would be great if you could kind of take us through what guys can do from the get-go to the wind-down. I would love to. Thanks, Marla. So, you know, each client, of course, is very uniquely um, have their own set of something going on. And generally speaking, if someone's been out of the dating world for a good long time, and this bridges women as well as men, but we're going to speak just to the men for a moment, they're usually really fearful. They've got a lot of big ideas about how it used to be, especially if they're past, they've crested the 40s. Maybe they're sometime in midlife or a little bit later, but they're reaching back to how they used to date when they were, you know, as far back as teenage or 20s or even early 30s, maybe when they were still in college or struggling to get on their feet. And I just want to say, and I think you and I have chuckled about this a time or two, those those techniques don't work when you get into a little bit more season, a little more mature, you know, under your belt. And so that's one of the hurdles that I take on uh, with men in particular is that they still think they ought to date like they did in their twenties and it absolutely Mm -hmm. doesn't work. And the other thing is there's a lot of bad information out there. (laughs) There's actually, and I don't know who the guy is uh, and not to pick on another coach, but there's a man out there telling men how they should, never compliment a woman and to lean back, you know, to pretend Mm. to be aloof. 
really giving out bad advice. And, and I've heard that time and time again. So men are seeking good information. Unfortunately, they're not necessarily landing with the right people that's going to give them information that's effective and that are going to move them forward for the season of life that they are in particularly. So that's a really yeah. critical and key point. So one of the places that I start with someone that hasn't dated in a while is, first of all, you got to work on yourself. Make sure you're feeling confident, you're looking sharp, you've got everything off your plate that might be, you know, upsetting you or making you nervous or concerned, you know, get all those things out of the way and really be able to give your undivided attention to someone new that you're coming into contact with and that you're going to sit down with. And then another point I have for them is that sit in close proximity. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll go to a, a setting or a situation and, uh, you know, it's awkwardly distant. You know, and yeah. if you're sitting farther away than, let's say, two to three feet at the most, uh, then angle yourself. Put yourself at an angle to where maybe you're not touching legs, but you're close enough where you could. And if it was cozy and comfy and you really liked this person, they liked you, you really could, uh, you know, bridge that contact, physical contact in just a benign way, in a way that's full by any ways, but it's comforting and it's engaging. And so that's one mm-hmm. tip that I give to men. Eye contact is critical. You know, mm-hmm. holding a good eye gaze, having a good conversation, not leaning back in your chair because most people will get the impression that you're not interested. That's kind of a, mm-hmm. that's a message that says I'm repelled. You're not someone mm-hmm. I want to be with or I'm uncomfortable and I can't wait for this to be over. And, of course, that's the wrong message. And then the, probably mm-hmm. the most critical point that I really, really, really get people to practice, and it's not easy for them to do, is I ask them to not only look the person in the eye and really good, good solid eye contact, but look for everything possible that you can to celebrate about that other human being. Like really Mm, make a note of it. What's right with this person? What can I be excited about and happy about? And what, what is really noticeably great about this person? And, you know, oddly enough, we do just the opposite when we are meeting oh, people. Oh, we or we're do. Dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how we do that. And, of course, I do ask the men to definitely compliment a woman and make sure that it's genuine. If she has beautiful eyes, say you have beautiful eyes. If she's got a beautiful smile, if you like what she's wearing, whatever it is, have it be genuine. Lean in and give her a genuine compliment. And that allows women to relax. You know, Mm -hmm. even if they're not sure about you yet, they haven't decided if they like you yet. The fact that you're complimentary, that you're leaning in, that you're fully engaging, that you're giving her your undivided attention, that compliment just lets her to take a breath, relax a little bit. Okay, I don't know about him yet, but he's giving me a signal that I'm pleasing to him. So that allows her to relax a little bit, and that's important, a really important aspect. So those are some of the really quick basics for someone that has been out of the dating world for a moment. Yeah, and, and another thing, so I just have some notes here of things that feedback that I've got that we've talked to guys about. Um, all the other person did was talk about themselves. Um, and also the guy that we were working with together wasn't asking any, any questions to the other person. It was like he didn't even, uh, you know, wasn't interested. So you don't want to make it like an interview, but what's a good way to, to you know, have that dynamic there with the conversation? So here's the interesting thing, and you said a really key point, Marla, is that women thought he wasn't interested because he didn't ask anything about them. 
And sometimes men get, um, men are a singular focus most of the time. Now, we're really grateful for that because they're wonderful at things sometimes that we're not the best at. Uh, And Mm -hmm. our diffused focus, of course, gives us some advantages as well. But, you know, men oftentimes think if they ask too many questions, it's intrusive. And they're going to appear mm-hmm. like a stalker, <laughs> which is comical, right? right? And we're thinking, yeah. and uh, we're just on the opposite end thinking, oh, they're not interested or they don't care anything about us because they've not asked one thing. It's We're opposite in our thinking and our communication. And so this is why getting some education about how does a woman think and feel about these issues so that men can make better choices instead of staying in their head and doing it the way they would always do it. You know, men, if you ask them too many questions, they think that you don't trust them. They think mm. that you're accusing them of something or that, you know, like you're a, you're a stalker. I mean, they, they really have mm-hmm. sometimes this edgy nervousness about being asked too many questions uh, all up front, you know, that it kind of puts them on edge. So they assume that women are the same and it's not true. We're not the same. We want someone that is interested in us, that asks us questions, that engage us. And that shows us yeah. that they're really interested in knowing about us. And what I'll say is yeah. that men oftentimes don't do these things because they're not trained in dating. They think they know what they should do, and it's, it's not true. And they're nervous. So out of yeah. nervousness, they'll make poor choices. And then because they did it that way in the past, which the past may have been 20 or 30 years ago, they think somehow that's how it's done. And it's just not the truth. Yeah, and another thing is taking the lead. So women, even though we want equality and we can, we can open the door for ourselves, we can do all this stuff, the woman still wants to feel like a woman. And, and offering, we, we were talking again about this with a client, offering a, a drink, you know, uh, what would you like? Let me get you this. Open the car door, pay for the valet, kind of uh, choose a restaurant, be in the man. I see a lot of guys who are just so passive nowadays it's like well where do you want to go well what do you want to do well I don't know and and uh so stepping up to be the man huh <laughs> what do you think about that right right and that, that's yeah. kind of a delicate topic today because unfortunately we also know women on the other side of the spectrum that you know we might call them a ball buster for example which is not a very good term but there are women that are insulted and have you even been informed based on their cultural whatever it might be that if a man mm-hmm. pays for your dinner then you owe him something And that is the farthest from the truth, the farthest from the truth. So we want to make sure that women aren't going on dates doing that with men because it's giving them the wrong message. And then, and then also we want our men to know, listen, when we ask you to be the man in the relationship, what we're really asking you to do is step up and take control of the situation. So a woman can feel really safe and really trust that you're looking out for her. And that's what allows her to relax and to really consider you as a potential partner going forward. Because one of the things that men men do not realize about women, and by now we've had enough information out there, you think they, they might, you know, key into that, but they don't, is that safety and trust is so important to us. We need to feel like we're, we're, we're with a man that we can trust to look out for us. You know, we're not in any right. kind of danger. We can trust that they're looking out for our best interest. And when we can do that, it allows us to engage into our more playful and sensual and, you know, silly side, if you will, that allows the man to engage in another area of life that maybe he doesn't get that much opportunity to go to uh, when there's more stress involved, like, you know, hard uh, core work, you know, that, that really takes him 
focused on that uh, primarily. So there's not a lot of play in that sometimes. Women can bring the gift of play and ease and joy and comfort as long as they're relaxed and they feel safe. So the, the man really needs to understand that his job is to feel like a, a powerful man in charge of making sure his woman is provided and protected and she knows she can relax. Now they have an area to build from. Yeah, and, and you know, since I we're talking about, well, this goes for everybody, but my experience is coming from high-end matchmaking when people are going on dates. Of course, the men pay and all of that. Now, one thing I've noticed that women say is if a man uh, asks her out and then only wants to meet uh, for a coffee or something, sometimes they feel like, well, he's going to um, assess me, and if I'm good enough, if I'm pretty enough, then we can go on to a longer date or something. There's a way there uh, that I think men have to kind of be careful about because a lot of women feel that, like they're being assessed. I had one guy, oh, I was just, it was cringeworthy. He's a very wealthy guy, very sophisticated, world-traveled and everything, can certainly take a woman on a lunch, you know, and he met, he asked this woman to meet him up um, somewhere in Beverly Hills uh, where there was a Starbucks, there was a restaurant, there were some things up there, and he says, meet me in the parking lot, and then he <laughs> says, well, let's just go get a, get a coffee, and she knew, she says, I was being assessed in the parking lot, and he didn't think I was worth having a lunch with, so he chose the coffee, so. Um, oh, my God. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, men, yeah, you, you I mean, have to I, upgrade I, from that thinking. Yeah, I understand men are visual, but gosh, it's, it can be brutal and uh, hurtful. Also, there's guys that uh, will, this is a whole other thing, I guess. You know, some of the girls get confused. The, the guys will ask, like, I just had uh, a feedback today about this. A gal went on a date with a guy. He told me he was, she was not body-wise, she was not his type, looks-wise not his type, but he did have a good time. She, he let her know uh, there was, in a text the next day, there was not enough romantic chemistry to go forward, she, and she was totally confused. Well, he didn't act that way on the date. He certainly was flirting. He didn't act like that. And um, mm-hmm. I'm getting that way on both sides where people are totally shocked because they think it was something else. So. Um, guys are, they can, they can even sleep with a girl or date a girl for six months, but have zero intention on moving forward in a relationship. I think women have to realize that, but, um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say to the guys about this, about leading a girl on? Yes, absolutely. I do. First of all, first of all, you're not ever going to know someone well enough in the first time or two of meeting. You know, there, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of layers of diffusing that front you know, uh, you know, putting up a front, if you will, looking your best, uh, trying to say the right things, uh, connecting and, and feeling insecure, more secure, whichever it might be. And once those layers are peeled away and you can get down to the core of who is this person, you know, it has to be someone that you feel compatible with. You're going to feel proud of. You're going to enjoy. You love, like you, your energy rises when you're with them or you hear their voice or you think about them. This is exciting, right? And it's not all about relationships being exciting. It's about how does your physiology respond to this person? And we're not even talking sexuality here. We're just talking about energy, how does a woman have you feel when you're in her presence? 
do you feel excited? Do you feel fully engaged? Do you feel like your better self? Are you excited about life? Um, if you're not those things, and all of that doesn't come at once, those are things that get built over time. And when you actually get to know someone, you have to get through the facade. So none of that okay. happens on the first meeting. The first meeting, yes, we can say we're attracted to the person physically or emotionally or however it might play out. But that's just that's just the surface. That's just opening the door. We, we've got to get inside and we've got to learn a whole lot more before we can determine, is there something to build with here? And if there is, it's worth investing in. And if it's not, it's worth leaving someone better than you found them. For heaven's sakes, we don't discard yeah. each other, you know, because on a whim because, oh, they didn't, they weren't the right height or the right this or that. Or I mean, we've had yeah. some extreme situations where men wanted to even say, oh, if they didn't live on the right side of I-5, you know, how crazy right. that is that they don't get right. someone. So, you know, people are not a commodity. You don't buy people. And and you have to be the person that someone wants to be in a relationship also. It's not that your money is going to get someone to do everything that you want. That's not going to be a happy woman, I'll tell you. And the, the number one thing I hear men say over and over again, and I love hearing it because I know it to be true, is that most every man, if they could just say they wanted one ingredient in a woman, they want a happy woman. And they want yeah. to know they can make their woman happy. And there's a lot of things right. that go into that. And it's not that she just gets her way with everything. It's just that he loves and adores and appreciates her enough that he's really considerate of what lights her up, what brings her joy, what brings out the, the best essence in her. And, and while okay. doing that for her, you know, it's a simultaneous thing. It brings their vibrational energy up. It brings their joy and happiness up. It makes them feel proud that they are this great guy, that they can bring this much love and joy and happiness to their woman. Those are all important aspects. Right. And, and one of the other uh, obstacles that you and I work with a lot are men now, those men, typically the men that we work with are mid-40s plus. Uh, a lot of them are 50s, 60s, and 70s even. And uh, yeah. we see a lot of guys that want to date out of their league. They may look to be an old, they're 60, but they're kind of an old 60. They're, um, you know, but they want the hottest woman. If her pictures don't look like a model, they won't meet her. If she's not younger, if she's not and, um, you know, let's face it, there's only about 1% of the world population that looks like a model. And after 50, right. it's pretty hard for women to, to keep a catwalk figure and a perfect, you know, wrinkleless uh, body and face. So can you just speak a little bit to men? How, I mean, because I have guys I've, I've seen that I've seen in this town or all over still single after 20 years because they are trying to date out of their league. It's the male ego. It's they're visual, whatever, but what's sad about it is they're still alone, still bitter and upset that they're not in a relationship when they could be so happy going on trips, spending, you know, the evenings in front of a fire with a glass of wine and a wonderful woman. So any tips that you can, you know, I know it's, it's that's a big, big topic, but anything you can it's give a big topic. them there. Right. Yeah. yeah, we heard, we heard a little lot. I tell all of my clients, if you're trying to date more than 10 years from your own age, that's not reality. Okay, now none of them want to hear that because they all think, oh, I'm good for at least 20 years. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Two mm -hmm. generations away from you leaves you with nothing to talk about. You don't have the same music. You don't have the same background, the same upbringing. You don't have enough in common to really see this beautiful partnership. Now, 
if you have the money and she has the looks and that's your exchange agreement, okay, there's plenty of relationships out there like that that, that makes it work. And I'm not saying that they're all like this. But for the most part, if a man keeps trying to date someone 20 years younger than him and he's not been successful and he's been unhappy and he has this chronic routine of doing the same thing over and over, that's what we call insanity. And what I want to say is this, if you've ever raised a child, for example, they go from infancy to toddlers to, you know, little young, young people and then into their teens and on up the, most parents would tell you they wouldn't have missed any of those ages and stages. Some of them are more difficult, Mm -hmm. of course they are, but the growth and the learning and the expansion and the blossoming and the discovery and the joy of what gets uncovered is someone grows and matures and becomes more, why would a man want to miss all of that? Being stuck in the past because all they're interested in is what someone looks like. And here's the real clincher. They're always kidding themselves that they look 20 years younger. No, they don't. Look in the mirror. Right. You don't look 20 yeah. years younger. If you've had a lot of plastic surgery, okay, maybe you look 10 years younger, 15 at the most, but don't kid yourself. Get with present time. It's not going mm-hmm. to do you any good to say that you want this beautiful, wonderful relationship when you're constantly sabotaging it and making sure that it's not possible. And the other thing is I don't know of any men that I coach that really want to be used just for their money. And I don't know of any young women or women of any age that want to be used just for their body and for their looks. That's not a winning formula. So it's time to get in present time and mature and get real and honest with yourself and honest with another and build something meaningful instead of this nonsense that, because men sometimes in this category will treat a woman like it's a trophy. It's how they know they're mm-hmm. successful. If they've got the most beautiful woman with the best shape and, you know, whatever it is, now they have a trophy and they can parade around all the other men in the world and say, look how successful I am. But you know what? Most wise men know that's laughable. You're not successful, buddy. You just have enough money where she's willing to trade her beauty for your money. And we know that game. And that's not what we're interested in. Yeah, and, and with the looks thing, I've never had anybody say, I look my age, right? You know, it's everybody is, you know, eternal youth. They're all Dorian Gray. You know, it's, yes, you know, you do. And then why are these young gals going to want to be with an uh, old guy? Now, um, sometimes I'll have guys, they'll come to me, and maybe they're 55, 60, and I'll try to get them more close to their age, and they'll say, oh, I've been dating 30-year-olds. I've been dating 35-year-olds. I'm very successful. Just going on a date doesn't mean you're successful. You're not in a relationship with any of them. You're not married, and you're hiring us to help you. So, so yeah, you might be able to get, get some dates with some younger gals. But, um, and, you know, the guys will probably think, oh, you know, the, these women that are talking about this. But we've just seen it. I mean, I've seen it for two decades um, where men are still looking. So we just want you to be a little more open, a little more realistic, get into present time like Julie said, and um, – uh, give it a try. I mean, these women uh, nowadays are older, are just phenomenal. Um, and let's see, we only have a couple minutes left. Let's talk about uh, waiting a few days to call again. Sometimes guys will wait. They don't want to look like they're desperate. Uh, but women out there, they want the call. They want the call next day or the text to say they had a great time, right? There's no, shouldn't be any games anymore. No, the longer you wait to call a woman back, the more she has doubts about you. 
And listen, if mm-hmm. she hasn't decided, but you're you're on you're on it. You're you're a go getter. You're letting her know that you value her. You you're intrigued with her. You're interested. All of that kind of stuff. She will suspend her doubt, and she'll trust your confidence, and she will go out with you again. But if you wait a mm-hmm. week and you haven't made any contact, oh, she's written you off by then. That there's really no interest, and I hear that all the time. It's like, well, I haven't heard from him. Now he wants to go out with me. I I haven't heard from him. How how can he really be interested? So people say, oh, I'm busy, I'm doing this, and I know guys, they start thinking about other things, but yeah, you can, you you have time to go to the bathroom, to grab a sandwich, whatever, <laughs> a text, I mean, you know, a text literally takes 10 seconds to shoot a text, yes. gosh, been yes. thinking about you, I'm swamped at work, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, all right, exactly. guys, yeah, even yeah. if you have to sit That'd on the really toilet and send that text, do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right julie this has been so fabulous um you guys julie's info is in the show notes back on blog talk radio you can contact her at the mate doc at gmail.com and be sure to go to my website marlamartinson.com if you need help with matchmaking contact me if you need help with coaching contact julie and sending everybody much love and happy April, you guys. Bye, Julie. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Mark. Thank you. Bye-bye.